Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello, Rush Nation, and welcome back to the Five Yard Rush flagship show. Uh, happy Halloween, happy Monday. Uh, Jack's got his best face on, as you can see for us. So, uh, he's a bit tired. So, uh, I could have said it was Murph. Murph's coming in his Jack outfit today. So. <laughs> but um, yeah, Jack's a bit tired. Jack was um, at a London game again yesterday. And if any of you follow Jack on Twitter, you'll know of his exploits um, and his trials and tribulations that he goes through, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, we, had a, we had a good day. We had um, a few too many, as usual, but um, it's all part of the fun. As long as it's all done in good fun, mate. I was guided not to be able to make it, but um, yeah, some things come up personally, and and I guess I'm saving myself for Munich, which we've got to face in a couple of weeks. So. Yeah, well, well, your your replacement Dan um, actually built a massive beer snake. I've seen the, um, the pictures. Like, yeah, pictures. Like, yeah, it was, um, it was it was all good fun. He was um, that was probably me about ten years ago, actually. To be fair, so I, I did have a chuckle to myself. Good for you, good for you. Jack, so Murph's obviously not here. Murph's away with work, so Jack's been kind enough to step in and help us. And we're going to have a look back at, at week eight and, and what took place, what occurred, and what it means from a fantasy perspective. So the first thing we've got on our notices is week eight surprises. I'm going to say there wasn't a lot of surprises. What we actually saw this week, Jack, was a lot of the, the chalk and the star names and the big guy players finally delivering. So I don't feel like a lot of them have so far this season. But this week, they all kind of turned up at once. Yeah, no, most definitely. I mean, Alvin Kamara went absolutely nuts for the Saints, didn't he? 
Um, yep. Tony Pollard, I mean, I'm a big DFS player, as you know, Dan. Yep. Um, I, I kind of stayed away from Tony Pollard on DFS because that's kind of what good DFS players normally do. But, um, Tony, Tony Pollard, Pollard and Foreman were the two, wouldn't they, to avoid? <laughs> yeah, and they both got there. So, I mean, that's been quite a regular occurrence, actually, within, I mean, within DFS circles. It's been the, the lower sort of price guys that are getting there at running back and it, was, it, it keeps happening Tony Pollard again was priced low considering Zeke was out uh Devontae Foreman again like you know just price low it's just but these guys like you say the chalk is hitting um a little bit more now um as we as we're getting into well we're, we're at that halfway stage now aren't we in the season so yeah, yeah. It's, you I, I think you'd kind of expect that at this stage now the teams are kind of settling down getting used to it and um i think a couple of teams got found out yesterday one being my giants i did have that as a bit of a trappy game um against the seahawks but i i think a lot of these teams are going to start getting found out the jets were another one as well so yeah jets didn't look wonderful they've got their own woes and issues yes going on behind the scenes there at the minute it needs some some looking into but i mean you mentioned tony pollard zeke was out tony pollard took pure advantage of it um Preseason 50-50 split, zero running back drafters are all over him. Um, he's been getting 47% of the snaps anyway, nine snaps per yeah. game. Um, it looks like, you know, he, he stepped up, he delivered. He's had more, you know, sorry, he's had more 50-yard touchdowns than anybody else in the last three years or something like that as well. I, I, I generally think that he's he's a better running back than Zeke now. Um, Many do, apart from I, Jerry Jones. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, I've kind of thought that for about a year, to be fair. And I, 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 I've said it on this podcast before. I've said it on other podcasts. I, I think Zeke's the prime example of why you don't play you don't play running backs in this league. They just they they get worn down very quickly, and um, they very rarely make it into that second contract if they're a first round pick. Um, Christian McCaffrey's probably going to be the exception to that. Who yeah. went nuts yesterday as well. Um, but yeah, I, I do think it's probably time that they move on from Zeke because I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I mean, Tony Pollard, like you say, he got there yesterday for fantasy and he, he just offers some of them big explosive plays. Like you say, so many 50-yard runs, 50-yard yeah. touchdowns. And I, I was a little bit worried yesterday. I, I, I stayed off Pollard, obviously, because of the chalk on DFS, but um, I also stayed away from him. I, I The one criticism for me with him is that didn't well until I saw it yesterday. I didn't think he could withstand that kind of a workload. He doesn't right. seem like that type of back that's built the durability type. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't seem like that type of back to me. But um, I mean, he proved me wrong yesterday. He went nuts. So I mean, yeah, it, uh, Jerry Jones can talk up all he wants, and you know, it, it, we had this the other week with Dak, didn't we? And it was mm. <laughs> Cooper Rush, and you, you can, you know, you can do what you want, mate. Just. Just give the give the ball to your best players at the end of the day, and Tony Pollard's the, one of the Cowboys' best players. The problem they've got is Jerry Jones and the Cowboys organization are kind of hamstrung themselves because Zeke's in such paid in such a way now that he probably isn't going anywhere whether they want him to or not at this stage because nobody's going to pick him up. So barring cutting him, their hands are tied. So they may as well use him if they've got him. Um, but I'd be intrigued to see going forward if them roles change slightly, if we start to see a real 50-50 split, or if Pollard actually starts to take some some control. I think they should, but yeah, that's that's not me. that's me. I'm not, I'm not an yeah. NFL coach or NFL owner, but that, that's me personally. It's, on, it's on easy to idea. say sitting here when your job's not on the line, right? Sorry, it's easy to say sitting here when your job's not on the line. 
yeah, most definitely. Um, but uh, you know, for me, on the eye test, Tony Pollard's the guy, and he's certainly the guy I want to own in fantasy. Okay. Um, you mentioned CMC, another one there that probably for the first real time this year has kind of lived up to the hype. I guess his points per game have been rolling in quite nicely without being exceptional. Um, but yesterday, triple crown, passing touchdown, receiving touchdown, rushing touchdown. I think it was the first time since 2015 or 2005, I can't remember exactly. And I think it was only the 10th time it's ever been done, uh, which speaks for itself. I did see that as well. He had um, over 30 yards rushing, over 30 yards throwing, and over 30 yards receiving since he was the last person to do it in 2018 as well. So, um, he, he's, he's special. He's. It, I loved Christian McCaffrey when he came out of college. Um I he I I didn't really like the landing spot when he actually came out of college. I, I really yeah. wanted him to fall down to the Packers. They were about ten picks after the Panthers. Yeah, I, I thought that would have been the perfect landing spot for him. But I I actually firm he's in the perfect spot for his ability now with Kyle Shanahan. We know Kyle Shanahan wants to run the ball with the 49ers. That is their in their DNA. It's built within their coach to do that. And CMC is the perfect running back for that system. It's. It's a match made in heaven. Um, the Niners are good yesterday. He did have a couple of fumbles, didn't he, as well yesterday? CMC. Mm. He, got, he got hit hard at one point, I saw, and the ball yeah. popped up in the air. And luckily for them, the Niners, I, I think it was Ray Ray McLeod, was it? He fell yeah, on yeah, top of the so. ball. Yep. Yeah, yep. it was Ray Ray McLeod. He fell on the top of the ball. Um, so they, they they got away with a few yesterday. But for fantasy, I, I, I don't think you could find a more perfect situation for CMC going forward as, as an owner. I was going to ask you that because obviously. Tight. They didn't have Debo Samuel yesterday, who's a gadget-type player, if you will, as well. And I'm sure some of that split would have been tossed between the two. Do you think he'll come back in a few weeks and eat into that a little bit for CMC? You've obviously got Elijah Mitchell coming back. Can you see that role changing, or is this McCaffrey's now to kind of get that kind I, of I, workload each week? I, I think it's McCaffrey's. At, at the end of the day, you give the ball to your best players, and Carl yep. Shanahan's not silly. And he knows that CMC is one of their best players. Um, what I would say in regards to Devo Samuel is I think we've seen this when CMC was at the Panthers with Curtis Samuel, um, yeah. who's a similar style gadget was, player, yeah. like like a Devo Samuel. Obviously, I would say Devo Samuel's a better player, but um, with, with the way they play, they're very similar. And we see CMC thrive with Curtis Samuel. They both had a good couple of years in Carolina together. Um, yep. So I think they can both thrive. I've, I think Devo Samuel has been a bit of a disappointment this year, fantasy wise. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's lived up to like that draft capital that people invested within him. Um, but that could be a number of things with the, the QBs change at the start and then Trey Lance getting injured. Now we're back to Jimmy G uh, Kittle's been getting more involved in that offense yeah, as yeah, well. He in the last few early, he? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which, you know, Jimmy G just loves him. It's just a massive, easy safety valve for Jimmy G. But I, I think coming out of this, one of the biggest growers that's going to happen and biggest risers is going to be Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G is going to become a functioning, rosterable, startable QB because of Christian McCaffrey. He's going to buy him enough time to look at the field a bit better, not have to panic throw. And if he needs to take a dump off, he's got Christian McCaffrey sat there to dump it to. Uh, who will get yeah. yards after the catch? Yeah, most of it. Look, I, I, I never thought that he was a bad quarterback, Jimmy G. Ever. Um, like he's, he's. I wouldn't say he's elite. He's so he's a serviceable quarterback. Yeah. Um, and there was times last year when he, all these trade rumors were flying around, 
And well, you know my opinions on Daniel Jones half the yep. time. Granted, he's made me um, eat some cake this year because he has been playing a lot better. But I, I was all in on the Giants. Just just go and get Jimmy G. I'll give him a second round pick. Just go and get Jimmy G. I, yeah. I'm quite happy to have that. But um, obviously, <clears throat> things have changed with the Giants a little bit now. You know, Daniel Jones has proved me wrong a little bit. But I, I think Jimmy G is a serviceable quarterback. And I, I kind of think that's all the Niners need if they're going to try and make a playoff run. And, you know, they've got a fantastic weapon now in cmc that that's 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 for sure it yeah. literally if, if you own him in fantasy i would be very excited the rest of the year well i've been looking at a few of my redraft leagues that are kind of on that bubble just outside that bubble of playoffs now halfway through and yeah. kind of seeing if i can change a quarterback and get jimmy g and something else back that's going to be serviceable somewhere else yeah. if i can get rid of uh i don't know who might you have now that's tom brady's not particularly overly doing well you've got Derek Carr a dreadful week which we'll get onto I'm sure yeah um but these guys out here that you would class I guess as a, a level above Jimmy G if you can trade him and pick up something else that's going to be useful or at least a, a decent flex position to try and add to you in a, in a redraft league is, is something I've been looking at trying to do um I think his performance and production will be decent so yeah um I mentioned Derek Carr there we, we've spoken about a few that have really delivered this weekend Derek Carr is somebody who um well, it didn't turn up, let alone it didn't deliver. I don't think he even turned up. So what are your thoughts on that? Is there any particular reason you've seen, saw? How can it be possible to have um, the players he's got? I mean, I know there was no Darren Waller. I know Devontae Adams was limited. Um, but still. I think I said this to you on another podcast. I can't remember. Um, Possibly. About Derek Carr. And I didn't think he was good enough. And I... I I say that in a way because I just look at the division that the Raiders play in. That's the first thing I look at. Yep. You've got to be able to put, put up points against the Chargers and the Chiefs. I don't think Derek Carr can do that. Nope. Um, not on a regular basis anyway. Uh, even though they, the, the, I mean, he's kind of not really got an excuse because the Raiders have surrounded him with weapons now. He's got Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro. Obviously, Darren Waller was out yesterday, like you said. We've got Josh Jacobs there. He's having a career year this year. Yep. I, I think it's a number of things. I, I, I think there's a mentality. I, I might be wrong on this. I think there's a mentality with players that go to Vegas. And it's like a, it's like the mentality when the players used to go to Miami. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So they go yeah, there to... Retirement home. Like, Florida's retirement home. Yeah. I, think that's, I think there's a bit of a mentality like that there. And I also, I, I think they're terribly coached. And I saw... Yeah. I, was, well, I agree with that. As you mentioned, yes, I was at Wembley yesterday. Yep. Hackett drives me insane. I think <laughs> such a negative coach. I, I do. I've seen enough of that at the Giants for the last five years before Dable, obviously. Um, and I kind of I see the same thing with the Rangers. I, I think they McDaniel's is a poor. He might be a very good of offensive coordinator, but I think he's a very very poor head coach. And we've seen it before. He was at Denver before, losing yep. record there. And yeah, it's just going the same way. There's no excuse. The Raiders have got weapons. There's no excuse. Yeah, even I mean, you can say Devon Adams limited while I was out. They did have Josh Jacobs. They did have Matt Collins, Hunter Renfro, who yeah. Matt Collins in particular has had a, a career year for himself. So yeah, exactly. he has delivered in these games. F Foster Moreau is another one. For, you yeah. know, he's a serviceable tight end when he comes yeah. in. Foster Moreau. So th 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 there's no excuse for me for that. For especially for what they done yesterday against the Saints defense that's really, really beat up at the minute as well. So I, I, th there was no excuse for that result yesterday for, for me. 
so is there anything in fantasy you're looking to, to do with these Raiders players? Like, I mean, Derek Carr, one QB is probably droppable now, uh, especially with the rise of people like Jimmy G. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you can... That's a perfect trade for me. Derek uh, Carr, yeah. Jimmy G and pick up one of these non-running back, Khalil Herbert type player chucked in as well. I think you could drop them. I I would be looking to sell Devontae Adams. I, I say that because because they've got so many weapons. I, I think the ball just gets spread about a hell of a mm. lot. So if I had Devontae Adams and I could sell him for, I don't know, is it, I, I, I don't go out there and sell him cheaply, obviously. Yeah. But um, I, I, if I can flip him for another wide receiver, I don't know. I was going to say Mike Williams, but Mike Williams is out injured now as well. So, um, just but someone like that, I'd uh, just flip him for someone. Maybe I don't know. You could go to. I was going to say Nuke as well, but I don't. Devonta Smith or uh, Jalen Waddle, perhaps. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be with it, but even a Waddle would be hard, I think. But um, yeah, but these just... redraft leagues where you're on the bubble, two pieces. Look at the bigger picture. If you can get something serviceable with them, yeah, you got to look at that right now. Yeah, and I, I. Of certainly, if I would be flipping Darren Waller, I mean, I, I just don't know what you do. Like, you don't know what, like, I don't know what you do with him. I mean, he's been injured quite a lot this season, Darren Waller yeah. already. Um, so he's not playing a lot. I, I don't know what you'd flip him for again. I, the only person that I would still be keeping is Josh Jacobs because that is the one consistent thing with McDaniels. We've seen that when he was the offensive yeah. coordinator in New England. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. They wanted to run the ball. The Raiders kind of want to run the ball a lot. And it's, it's Josh Jacobs' backfield. Let's, I'm not scared of these other guys in that backfield that they've got. Yeah. Um, come a long up. way since Josh Jacobs starting game one of preseason, right? Yeah, I mean, most definitely. I mean, obviously, that coaching staff didn't fancy him. And then they kind of realised that he's 10 times better than Amir Abdullah and Brandon Bolden at the stage of his career, you know? So um, I th- maybe he's Amir... Just because of the workload, I would probably go and pick up, like if you could off waivers in redraft league, I would go and pick up Zamir White and stash him on the yeah. bench um, just because of the workload. We know what a heavy workload like that can do to running backs um, in the league. Me and Mouse speak about it. We're coming to that time of year now where if you're rostering a second QB or a second tight end, you, your starters probably had their buy now. So these guys are droppable. You don't need a second QB. Yeah, or a second tight end. If your guys had his buy and you don't need any cover anymore, keep the one and go pick up people like Zamir White that could in turn become a real lead flexible position role. Yeah, so most um, I, it, turn it over. this might be a bit of a hot take, but if if I had Darren Waller and then let's say I had a I don't know, let's say I had like a Dalton Schultz yep. for example, I would drop Darren Waller in redraft leagues. I'd make him someone else's problem. I don't think I'd drop him. I think that's where I'd be trying to sell him and getting something else for it. I think dropping there him you go. too much. But I, you're not going to get I, a lot for him. No, if, I mean, if you can get something for him, flip him and do that. Yep. But if you can't and you've got a serviceable tight end, I would drop him yep. and make him someone else's problem. Me too. Me too. Um, another tight end, then you said 
has performed, looking at who you could flip down one or four, and he was in London. Here we go, double segue. Uh, Dulcich had a really good game. Yes, he did. And I played him in DFS in the showdown captain spot, and I, nice. I thought he was going to go. I thought he was going to go in for one of them bombs. He, he caught like a fifty-yard bomb down the field. I mean, the dude is super fast. Like he's he's yeah. so fast um, for a tight end. Um, I mean, Albert Ho is just he's, he's obliterated Albert Ho's value, hasn't he, within any sort of league? So, um, yeah, he he's someone you need to go and get. I. I was lucky enough. I, I jumped on this Dolce train early. I, I, I got some news about him coming back off IR. The, the Broncos loved him. They spent a third round pick on him, the Broncos. So they obviously yeah. think quite a big deal with him. Um, I knew he was fast. He apparently played wide receiver at college. I didn't okay. know that. And he's, he's converted tight end now into the league. Um, he he's he's electric. He's going to be seven. And Russ looks for him constantly. Like, it's just... It's, it's not. They are not a pretty offense to watch. I, I seeing them yesterday in in person. I mean, yeah. As I say, Hackett. I mean, he has to be fired very, very, very soon. But Dolchich is more than serviceable at the minute. Like you, you're going to get a lot more out of him than you are other tight ends within fantasy. So certainly, if he's available on waivers, go and pick him up. He looks. He looks like he could be a, a tight end one, a top twelve tight end for the remainder of the season, uh, which Russ hasn't had since twenty seventeen. So if he can keep up the way they were yesterday and he can keep delivering, then then that's great. Um, certainly a player that is under most people's radar still, I guess, especially in redraft because he's not the name. So um, go and see if you can find him, add something to it, pick him up of waivers, whatever you need to do, uh, and drop Darren Waller is your key talk there, basically. So. <laughs> If you can't sell him, drop. I, to be honest, I would trade Darren Waller for Dolchich if you could do it. For example, so if, if you if that that's kind of where I would do it. Um, I, yeah. I, I do honestly think you'd be better off making Darren Waller someone else's problem. Well, see, you can't start him with any confidence each week. No. We said about dropping your tight end too, but because of injury problems, you probably can't. Um, and if you have, you've got to pick someone up. Do you drop him then yourself, or do you try and release one of these? Zamir White type, Rashad White type guys that could become incredibly valuable pieces in the weeks going forward. Um, yep. As you say, could pose somebody a real problem uh, and probably one you don't need. Um, give it to someone else, and you probably won't have the, the headache of worrying about it. So, um, Washington yesterday picked up a decent win. Uh, running back there, we had a little bit of uncertainty after Brian Robinson come back from an incredible injury, to be honest with you. Um, we didn't quite know how it's going to pan out, but it seems to be helping Antonio Gibson out having Brian Robson back on the field at the minute. Gibson had yeah. seven carries, Robinson had eight. Neither of them did what, great, but... I, I think what Antonio Gibson and Robinson... I, I really like the combo of the the, the, the pair of them. Um, yep. But I think Gibson being more involved has basically just killed JD McKissick. So if you like still holding on to JD McKissick, get rid of Just drop him. He's, he's annoying. I mean, he still got five targets yesterday, which is... Yeah, not enough to be playable, but annoying enough to affect the others' performance. Yeah, but I put a tweet out yesterday that I said maybe they should get Antonio Gibson involved a little bit more. Yeah. I, I think he's more of, for, to, to me. I mean, Robinson's done coming back off of this shooting and this injury as quick as he has. Yep, is absolutely amazing. But I do feel he's feeling the effects of it a bit. Um, and Gibson, yeah, no preseason, no no stamina training, nothing no, like exactly. that. It's going to take his toll. Exactly, um, and you know that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying in a year's time that he 
shouldn't be the lead back on this team because you know he could very yep. well be. But at this time in at the minute here for me, Antonio Gibson looks the more explosive of the two. And if we can pick I, I up think, three of those McKissick targets, yeah, he can have a good game. I, I, I think Washington should get him the ball more. Um, I, I think yep. he's been given a bit of a raw deal. I mean, Riviera coming out. I know Gibson's had a couple of fumbling issues. He's not he's not a prolific fumbler of the ball. Um, I know he's had issues. I know he's, there have been a few issues with that, but it's not like he, he doesn't do it every game. And it's I, I know coaches get really annoyed by it, but Riviera seems to just have an agenda against him for it. And yeah. it's, it's really, really weird. But for me, Gibson is the one that I want in fantasy for this year. Yeah, I'd agree. I totally agree. But um, it's a mess. I mean, when you're dealing with a three-man rotation like that, it's, it's horrible for fantasy, really. And a team who potentially game script isn't going to suit a shared backfield in the slightest either. But then I would think any game script would suit Gibson more than it would Robinson. Yeah. So yeah. that's what, I, for me, that's, that's why, why I the one. Want, yeah, that's why I want Gibson. Fair. Another running back that I guess at the minute is failing to certainly get anywhere near his draft capital is uh, is Najee Harris up in Pittsburgh. Um, another really weird day. He sort of split the backfield a bit with Jalen Warren, who only had two less carries and three less targets than than Harris. But even on what Harris is getting, he isn't delivering the kind of results and performance you'd expect out of him, especially for where you'd have drafted him. Yeah. No, I, so he was a massive avoid for me this offseason, Najee Harris. I just don't... I thought Pittsburgh would be a bad offensive team. I thought they'd be bad yeah. at scoring points. Um, I mean, their defense has won them a few games this year, actually. But um, I, I, I wanted no part of it because because of those reasons. And even I know it's now sort of gone to a fifty-fifty split. I, I believe Najee's got a screw in his foot or something, hasn't he? At the minute, is he? Don't know. So, so something like that. They've, he's had some operation. Okay. Um, so I mean, that's obviously going to affect him as well, but. Yeah, I mean, it's a 50-50 split with Warren, but I, I don't want to own either of them. And it's, my feelings just have not changed. I, I felt that way before the season started with Naji, And yeah. now it's gone to that 50-50 split as well. I, I still don't want either of them. It's not it's not an exciting situation when you've got uh, Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky under centre. It's not... The only thing I will say is Warren, for me, is one of those guys that I would be dropping my second QB for if he's about... Um, 29 carries, he's had seven of them over 10 yards. In comparison to Harris, he's had 108 carries and only nine of them have been over okay. 10 yards. Okay, so question to you, Zamir White or Jalen Warren? Uh, Zamir White, because of the way okay. the team utilises the running back, yeah, yeah. Um, without a doubt. Yeah. But you are looking at putting two or three guys, bottom of the roster, you've just mentioned Harris has got something in his foot anyway. Yeah. If there's a problematic back who could go down, Warren's earned himself a start there. Uh, doesn't get you excited though to play him, does it, each week? No, it doesn't. But week 14, when Aaron Jones or someone like that is out, he could just sit in a flex and just about do a job if need be. No, I, I agree. But I, I, I would certainly be prioritising a few others above him. And well, Zamir White would be one for me. Zamir White, I think Rashad White is starting to yeah. earn himself yeah. away into Tampa as well. Um, these, these guys would be above Jalen Warren for me. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, but he is someone, if he is out there, you are struggling, yeah. consider. 
Um, someone who me and Murph are a big fan of now, uh, Deontay Johnson. Still getting the volume. He had a tough matchup this week. Um, he only missed four snaps. He ran a lot of routes on his snaps. Um, decent level of targets, nine targets. As you say, it's just the quarterback, I guess, that's throwing the ball that's really starting to affect his production. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to start the year, he, he had a few drops, didn't he? He had a few drop mm. issues. Uh, I think that's obviously affected him uh, fantasy-wise. Like, con- considering where he was drafted, he was probably drafted quite high. Again, yep. someone I avoided. I just I just, I, I just don't want part of bad teams on my fantasy teams. Like, it's, Fair. It's, it's a simple sort of process Like it's to say it, really, but I just don't. I don't like it. Um, I, I thought Pickens would get a bit of work as well. And then, like, Pickens had a very good start to the season. Yeah. Um, Fryer moves actually getting a few targets now as well. Yep. So, a few more targets. Um, I, I just thought the Steelers could spread it about a bit. Um, they, they look better with Pickett under the centre than they do Trubisky. That's not hard. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's nice to see him kind of get into where you drafted him. I suppose in at the start of the year, uh, Deontay Johnson, but not someone that I'd be going out to actively trade for personally. Redraft, I don't think so. Dynasty, I'm pretty happy. He's still getting the targets. He's still got the production. It just needs to come through. I'm not doing anything with him in that regard right now. But yeah, redraft. I'd really like to see a little bit more return on the draft capital spent on him right now. Um, yeah. Even though the potential is there every week, it's just every week it's a. Uh, a nearly not quite type situation with him. Uh, and I don't know if that's going to change anytime soon. Um, another guy who is so inconsistent right now is Trevor Lawrence. He, we finally saw a lot of him using Travis Etienne this week where that old college connection maybe came to the fore a little bit. And he sort of leant back on him quite a lot. I mean, you was there. Did it, was it evident? Yeah, that kid went nuts. I mean, he, he went he for did. about 167 yards. Um, it, uh, he went absolutely nuts. Like, um, I mean, they traded James Robinson. And I was one of those going, I'm not sure that was the wisest move at this stage. I haven't quite seen enough from Travis now to, to make that a decent enough job. I uh, saw it. He showed us all wrong. Yeah, I was very impressed. I mean, Hasty got worked. I think probably Hasty got about 30 yards as well. Yeah. I. I, I say DFS player, I really stacked the running backs in that game. Like, just because mm-hmm. I, there was a lot of rain. Obviously, yep. Wembley's a grass pitch. It's not that AstroTurf stuff that they yep. play on. Um, so, I, I, I obviously, the damp floor, like damp grass, you just, you want the running backs. And, yep. I mean, ET, ETN went nuts. And, um, yeah, he looked great. Tra- Tra- Lawrence, I don't know, he just makes some boneheaded moves every now and then. And, I do think he'd get better, and I can only go back to what I saw in college with Trevor Lawrence, and I never saw what we're seeing in the NFL. I know the college game's a lot different. He yeah. wasn't. He was always. He was always a very consistent uh, quarterback at the college level, and you, one sort of has to wonder how much that Urban Meyer experiment has affected him. Yeah. Um, it's killed his confidence, I think. You can see that. Yeah, I, think- I, I, I do think it has. I mean, they started hot, the Jags, this year. I, I actually re- I thought they were going to be a really good team this year, the Jags. Mm. started really hot. And now they're coming off all these losses. And, you know, they were a bit unlucky against the Giants. I'll be the first to admit that, even though they did injure three of our players. <laughs> 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 I'm not bitter about it at all. But No, um, right, obviously. <laughs> You're doing well with David um, Seals, wasn't it, Mal? 
<laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I, I wonder how that's affected him. Um, I, I certainly don't think he's playable in. It just seems that there's a QB in there. You can watch a drive or half a drive. He can make four or five throws, and you sit there and think, "This guy yeah. is good." And then he'll make one bad decision or one poor execution. And you just see him, his whole body language just slumps and it goes. And it takes him another drive and a half before he gets a nice little couple of throws and he builds that confidence back up and he goes again. Yeah. Um, it's just, he just needs to, I don't know, put it together for a game. And it's almost, you feel for him watching it because he's got it. Yeah. He just hasn't got it every attempt. Outside of Etienne as well, obviously you cannot start Trevor Lawrence in fantasy at the minute. No, um, no. Outside of Etienne, they're another team. You've got so many options, weapons. I mean, Evan Ingram gets into the end zone yesterday. Um, yep. You've got Dan Arnold still there. Who's, I saw yeah. Dan Arnold out there a few times yesterday at Wembley. Um, you, then you've got this wide receiver core. The wide receiver core is a mess. I mean, Christian Kirk looked really good at the start of the season. He did. They paid him. We all wondered why, and he, he actually showed us why early on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but he's, he's sort of trending downwards a little bit yep. now. But then you've got Zay Jones there who's seen an uptake in targets. They kind of they actually use Zay Jones a bit of um in that kind of like Debo role. He, he okay. gets a lot it was of always gadgets. generically a, a deep threat. Uh, yeah. That kind well, of stretch field role. At Wembley yesterday, they were certainly trying to use him in like that Debo role. Um okay. where he's getting a lot of gadget sort of plays. Um and then you've Marvin Jones is still there. There's just t- this it's a horrible fantasy situation outside of Travis Etienne now, really. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Yeah, it is. Um, Hopefully they can figure it out. I mean, I have a lot of Zay Jones purely because he was an East Carolina boy. He's the only one really in the league. So I have a lot of Zay Jones just to follow his career and support him, I guess, in my own little way. But um, if you've got Zay Jones in best ball, I think you're fine because I think he yeah. can have a couple of explosive games. But He's also one of those I, at the minute with injuries and buyers that you're sitting in a deep league with sort of free flex spots. He's okay yeah. to put in because he's going to get you a standard five, six points. He may go off and get a 60-yard touchdown, uh, in yeah. which case he's done more than what you put him in there for. So yeah. um, I don't mind sticking him in there that kind of late. So... Just quickly, I'm going to divert because I've just had some breaking news come up. Um, Roquan Smith is being traded from the Bears to the Ravens. Ah, a second and a fifth. That's that's um, that's a good deal for the Ravens. Yeah, I think so too. He didn't want to be at the Bears either, so I think they'll take a second and a fifth on that as well because he I didn't want to be there. Yeah, the Bears. <laughs> no. No. Well, maybe Justin Fields, because the only place he'll have a job. If he leaves the organization, he won't have a job anywhere else. So he's okay right now. 
Um, next up on our list then, DJ Moore. Everybody has talked about for ages. Can somebody please get DJ Moore a quarterback? Well, it turns out PJ Walker from the XFL is the quarterback he was after, right? Right. I, I went, so I played I played PJ Walker and DJ Moore on DraftKings yesterday. And then, nice. <laughs> so I was, well, it wasn't to start with because I was no. fuming with DJ Walker. And then he obviously gets that Hail Mary play, DJ Moore. Um, but then DJ Moore makes that big boneheaded decision. And I put this out on Twitter earlier. Yep. It's, it's all very well. It's all very easy for us to attack kickers. And to be fair, I'm one of the yeah. worst at doing it as well. I, I, I've come out and said in the past, I don't see how you can miss a kick in a dome. Like, I really don't. Unless it gets yeah. blocked, I don't see how you can miss. Um, but DJ Moore, with one of the biggest boneheaded decisions ever, catches that how Mary touchdown. I get it. He's pumped up. Don't take your helmet off. Don't send that PAT 15 yards back further than what it was. You'd almost liken it to, I don't know, scoring an equaliser in our football soccer late on. You're only yellow yeah. card already and you take your shirt off. There's yeah. Absolutely. As a professional in that industry, zero need to do it. You know the rules. You know the repercussions. You gain nothing by doing it. Celebrate some other way. Exactly. It's such a boneheaded decision and it sent it back, whatever. And uh, yeah, just... You know, as I say, it's all very, it's all very well. It's easy to attack kickers, and you know, I, I, I'm guilty of it myself in yeah. the past. But um, I, 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 the the blame goes to DJ Moore on that one for me. But um, like you say, Dan, he he does look back to himself. He looks more relevant now for fantasy. Yeah. Now he's actually got a competent quarterback. It's crazy, isn't it? It's oh, crazy. I, I think I was on Twitter or WhatsApp at the time with a few people. And as that throw went in, I went, Walker has just retired Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold in one throw. <laughs> <laughs> He's just ended their careers right there. Um, the, the and they've already is, announced today, haven't they? They've already come out today yeah. and announced that PJ Walker will start next Sunday. And why the hell not? So, I, I own quite a lot of DJ Moore in Dynasty Leagues. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I was wanting the return of Sam Darnold because he looked good with Sam Darnold yep. at the start of last year. Um, so I, I was I was wanting that. But now we've seen this has been kind of back-to-back games now, where he's had two really good games. Um, so it's, it's, it's good to see for fantasy-wise, and it's kind of now you're getting the return on where you drafted him again. Yep. But I, I, I can't forgive him for taking that helmet off. If I was a Panthers fan, I would be going absolutely nuts. Especially they're like they were, they would have been like on par. They would have been top of the division. They'd have been top, but all the division would have been three and five, all four teams. Exactly. It's like, why are you doing right. that? <laughs> Conspiracy theory here. The Panthers don't want to be top of that division with that roster. Mate, if someone tells you you can make the playoffs, you want, you'll want you go into the playoffs. Like, I, I, yeah. There's people say that about the Giants. Like, I had a few people saying that to me yesterday about the Giants. You, you don't want to be that record. You're too early in your process. Yeah, I want to go to the playoffs. I've had enough of being bottom of the league. Correct. And, and they've got an interim manager, interim head coach as well, right? So he's a guy that's fighting for his job. So he ain't going to want to. And he's doing, a darn, he's doing a darn good job here as well. He is. Um, another person in the game we saw, Terrence Marshall. Finally. Uh, a lot of fantasy guys have been calling for Terrence Marshall for what feels like, what, two years now, I guess, to be relevant. Um, yeah. He now seems to be the clear number two. Second week, played a high snap percentage. McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson aren't there. Uh, he got nine targets, four receptions for, for 87 yards. Uh, I'd like to see more reception off those targets, I guess. But the potential to get nine targets is there. Um, and if, you know, I, DJ Moore starts to become relevant and getting double teamed, he, he could have a good year again at the end of the season here. 
uh, I, I think if you've got, I think if you're in a deep league at the minute yeah. with like deep benches, then yeah, definitely worth a stash at the minute. Um, I would, I mean, I'd find it very hard. We're just talking about Zay Jones. I'm going to chuck him in the same bracket as Zay Jones. Yeah. You hit a bye yeah. week, you hit injuries, yeah. and you need that last flex spot spill. He's someone that's yeah. probably going to just about earn you enough points to make it viable. Most definitely. And for, yeah, for me at the minute, he's probably a really good DFS player as well. Someone like Terence Marshall, he'd be really cheap yeah. on DFS. So yeah, that's, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. He's, he's within that sort of category with the Zay Jones category. Super. Uh, and obviously, Dante Foreman um, delivered. Yeah. <laughs> Tuba Hubbard was out. CMC's gone. Backfield almost to himself. Uh, and he did not disappoint. I think it was 31.8 PPR points he put up. Um, I, I think yeah. Tuba's back this week. I saw something before we come on. Um, so, I mean, if, if, if he's been dropped for some reason, go and pick him up. Chuba, you reckon they split yeah, again, yeah. or do you reckon Dante takes the? I, I think Dante Foreman will probably get more of it. It, it might be 70 30 yeah. to, in his favor, but um, he's certainly worth picking up Chuba because they when they both played together that first week after um, the CMC trade, they both looked electric and pretty good. So it does seem like one of those situations where Dante will probably start, and if he has a drive and a half and he's not delivering, and Hubbard comes in and he has an awesome drive. They'll run Hubbard. It feels like that kind of situation. Yeah. And that changeover again is it could be imminent at any second. Yeah. Again, you've got spare space on your roster, maybe more deeper rosters, like we say, but definitely worth if he's if, if he's been dropped, definitely pick yeah. him up. Super. Um somebody else we all like to, I guess, have a bad word to say about, but it's getting harder and harder because he is actually delivering at the minute, is um old noodle arm himself. To a tag over lower down in Miami. Uh, he had a monster game against Baltimore week two, banged up week three. Um, but he has got, well, you know, we all kind of said, can he sustain two wide receiver ones? And he he is. Tyreek Kill and Jalen Waddle were both delivering there. Yeah, I mean, speak for yourself when you want to have a go at him, because I I actually really liked to when he came out of college. Yeah. I thought he was a really good quarterback. Um Yes, he has flaws. I think yeah. one of his flaws is he's probably going to get another concussion the way that he goes at people. Um, <laughs> I, I, and I actually think that's really dangerous. So if you yeah. do own him in fantasy, I'd be really scared. It's because viable. Yeah, viable. I think if he gets one more concussion this year, it'd be done for the year. Yeah. Um, so that does worry me because he just goes head first. He's, he reminds me of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Because Ryan Fitzpatrick used to do that a lot, yeah. running head first and. But he was a madman. He got away with it. He... Yeah, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> but like you say, I mean, he's great. You've got him in fantasy. You start him. Um, I don't know if I would. It's just because of the way he runs at people. Like I was saying about the concussions. Yeah. I don't know if he's someone that I'd want to go out and actively try to trade for. Um, that would worry me a little bit because. <laughs> Just have one yeah, game. you could go all in on buying two to make it up a decent season and it could go horribly wrong. It does feel very boom and busty almost, not only in terms of yeah. his individual game performance, but in terms of whether he's actually on the field or not. Um, yeah. His next Great. few weeks, so he's got some decent matchups. Yeah. He's got Chicago, yeah. Cleveland, bye week, and then Houston. So I wouldn't be looking at that sort of performance dropping off anytime soon. No, that, that's a that's a great schedule coming up, like you say. Um, and I mean... It, the, the two wide receivers you just start without hesitation. I mean, 
Yeah. I think Gazicki's a bit boom or bust. I know he got in the end zone again. Um, the, the running back about being traded as well, isn't there, Mike Gazicki? So we'll see. Let's talk about Mike Gazicki potentially being traded. So yeah, yeah. The, the, the running back situation there also seems. I mean, a couple of them running back matchups coming up there are very. Apparently, we're talking about trying to get Kareem Hunt in there as well. Yeah, I mean, most starts look good, and then yes, like the, they just didn't use him at all against the Lions. Like, I mean, nope. I mean, just um. But they went behind early quite a bit, didn't they? So yeah, yeah. forced their arm a little. It's a messy situation with the running back room there. I, 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 just outside of the two wide receivers, I don't think there's a lot you can trust. Like with nope. confidence, um, I just I, I would find it hard. I, I get why people would want to do it with that schedule coming up, but I would find it very hard to trade for him at the minute too. Just because of oh. <laughs> I, I've seen the way he runs at people. Um, and just a quick note on that one while we're on the Dolphins, Tyreek Hill is currently on 961 yards. He's 39 yards off 1,000, and we're not quite yet at the halfway stage of the season. That's some return already, right? And he he was somebody in drafts who fell away from that top tier because of the trade to Miami. Um, he's currently sat as a PPR wide receiver one. Um, I, 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 the teams that come up against the Dolphins, this is the problem for them. Both Hill and Waddle are so fast, and it's, yeah. it's a matchup nightmare. It's like, who, who, who do you cover here? Yeah. Because we'll stop one burning us, but the other one will burn us. So it's just, what one are you going to cover? <laughs> and I did see something earlier that said if um, he's on 961, he could be on 1961 if all the balls to him hadn't been underthrown. But yeah, <laughs> that's for the, the two skeptics to, to argue <laughs> out, I guess. So, um, who's next on my list? The Atlanta Falcons. Again, this NFC, well, this NFC South in general is a mess, right? We just talked about the Panthers and how they actually look like they're in adversity and getting better. The Falcons are another weird team. The run game, they are getting heavier and heavier and heavier on it. Um, Pitts only saw seven targets. Drake London only saw five targets. Um, Demir Bird got more than Drake London, crazily, out of nowhere. I'm going to put this really simple, and this is what I put in my article this week. Mm-hmm can't start any of these Falcons players with any sort of confidence because nope. uh, last week, Mariota threw the ball 13 times in the game. Yeah, uh, he did. You can't, I don't, I know Pitts has had the blow up game there, but like, I don't see how you can start any of them with confidence. If you've got, like I'd start Doltich over Pitts at the minute. Yeah. That's where I, that's where I'm at with it. Like, and Yeah. In redraft, he's almost droppable. Yeah. Yes. Again, almost, make yeah. it somebody else's problem. Like Darren exactly. Waller. He's in the Darren Waller situation again. Make it yep. someone else's problem. Because someone I reckon you can go out there and get a, a Gerald Everett, a Greg Dulcich, a Pat Freemuth. All of those you're going to be able to start with a lot more consistency than Kyle Pitts and Darren Waller right now. Yes, most definitely. Totally agree with you. I, I, I can't start anything with confidence on that team. Um, and I guess that kind of trade, team. a Waller for a... I don't know. A Waller for a, a Dulcich, you'd probably get as a mere white chucked in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you could get that, <laughs> if you could, yeah, if you could do that, or even Pitts, you'd go Pitch, Pitts yeah. for Dulcich and Zamir White or something like that. Yeah. See you later. I'm doing it. Yeah. In, I think in I right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, fine. Even the running back there, though, they're losing it a lot more. Uh, Caleb Huntley saw 16 carries, Tyler Algier saw 14. Um, so that's kind of a split backfield right now. Um, Pat, again, uh, Patterson's back next week, I think. 
He's available to come back off IR next week. Yeah, whether he comes yeah. back and plays, I don't know. Um, but even then, these backs haven't done themselves any harm. Tyler Algier in particular, I think, has looked pretty sound the last two weeks. Um, it's more of a workload, but you'd expect Patterson to come in and pick up the bulk of that work. It, it, it's a mess. I, I couldn't start any of them with confidence. That, that's what would, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't even want to roster them. <laughs> I really, like, it's just... Well, I, I, I yeah. know Rich Dynasty Island is calling CPAT to the moon. CPAT, I actually <laughs> like Patson when he comes back. He, to be fair, when Patson comes back, he's probably the only one that I would trust out of the lot. Yeah, see, but... I'm skeptical because although I think we get the bulk of the, the carries, I think with the way Algier and Huntley have been, I think he might lose the goal line work to one of those. And I, in a you, PPR league, he isn't wonderful because they're not throwing the ball to anybody right now. You don't go away from Patterson on the goal line. He's a monster. The guy's absolutely built like... There you go. CPAT has the highest success rate in the there entire league. I don't know what you're basing that on, Rich. Maybe let us know. <laughs> the highest success of what? Um, I think Rich is a uh, massive CPAT fan. By the <laughs> I know. I'm going to go and check all of my Dynasty <laughs> Island leagues and start trading CPAT to him for Zemir White. Zemir <laughs> <laughs> <Zemir> White. <laughs> no, don't do that, please. We're not in that advice line. So... Um, fine, so don't roster anybody on the Falcons apart from CPAT when he's back. Yeah, agreed. Awesome. Uh, obviously, I think you can, I think Mariota is serviceable in two QB leagues. There you go. So. Yeah, till your main two get through their bye week. Yeah. And then you're probably going to be okay. Yeah. Um, talking of running backs then, Chicago Bears, David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert. We all know, we all know, everybody listening, watching, follows football knows Khalil Herbert is a better back at this stage. And yet Montgomery is still getting work here and they won't change. Why is that, Jack? Badly coached again. But another yeah. team that are badly coached. Um, I don't know. It's it's a weird one, isn't it? I mean, again, it's Pollard's and it's the Pollard and Zeke situation again here. Um yeah. you've got the older of the backs. I mean Montgomery's not old by any stretch of the imagination. No. He's still fairly young himself, but you've got Montgomery there is the Zeke in the Zeke role, and then you've got Herbert, who's the Pollard role. But he, Herbert, like Pollard, looks more explosive. And HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. For me, I think I'd want, again, a situation that I totally avoided in the offseason. Thought the Bears were going to be a bad team. Stayed away from them. Um, but for now, I think Herbert's the guy that I'd want to roster and hold. So they've had very similar workloads. So just this week, Herb Monty had twice as many snaps 
The carries they split 15 to 16, so almost split. But on the season, 92 carries for Montgomery, 361 yards and two scores. Khalil Herbert's had 91 carries, massive drop-off. He's had over 200 yards and over twice the amount of scores. Yeah. He's Give the more the explosive back. He's the more explosive yeah. back of the two. Um, he's the one that you should be wanting to own for me. It, uh, certainly, go out and try and trade for him. I I, I would certainly be doing that in leagues, yeah. in redraft leagues. It's weird because he's one of those guys on... Hey, and we'd always say don't look at projections and so on. He's one of those guys on projections that's still coming up at five, six points in PPR leagues each week yeah. because he's still dubbed as a backup back. Um, yeah. But actually, his usage isn't that way. So don't be put off by that. If you're reading it, trust the, the stats and the numbers of what we're seeing here. So Yeah, it's, it's the same for me with DFS. If I run 20 lineups on a sim, it'll put Herbert at like two points projected. And it's just, yeah. <laughs> I have to end up going through, I basically go through every team and just bump up what I think of work and what, what I don't think yeah. will work. So. Yeah, um, I agree. So uh, we mentioned him earlier, Dalton Schultz getting a bit more workload. Dax back, Schultz is back off an injury himself. So six targets, six receptions, 74 yards. Someone again, I'd be happy to add in place of one of the bigger names we mentioned earlier. Um, yes, yeah, so certainly someone's trending the right way. That That's um, favourite target. Yeah. Easy. Irv Smith, another tight end, injured today as well. He's got a high ankle sprain, so he's going to miss some time. So uh, if he's your second tight end, you might want to drop him now or go find someone else or whatever you can do there. Uh, Arizona yeah. Cardinals, DeAndre Hopkins. Don't matter how many games he misses, he walks straight back in there with a touch of class, right? Um, yeah, when he come back for uh, DFS purposes, again, it was on the showdown slate, I went 100% yeah. ownership at captain spot on him. I, I don't nice. I don't care that he's been six weeks out. I really don't. Yeah. Um it's New Hopkins and that's what that Cardinals offense has been missing. Um and again, another team that are badly, badly coached. Yeah. Rondell Moore had a decent role as well. I mean, it remains to be seen when Hollywood Brown comes back if that lessens off uh for Rondell Moore again. And Zach Hurts. I think Zach Hurts still holds, and I don't know if Rich is still listening, he'll have it to hand. I think Zach Hurts is still the most targeted tight end in the red zone. This year as well. Yeah, no, so. I, I, I actually think that's true. Yeah, I still think that's spot on. Awesome. Look at that. I got a fact right on this show. <laughs> awesome. Um, who was it the other week that didn't throw the ball at all? The Falcons. We spoke about them just now, right? Yep. The Titans this week. Nine <laughs> total pass attempts. Now, it was Derrick Henry against Houston, and the history would tell us that Derrick Henry can beat Houston on his own, and he doesn't need the other 11 players on the field. Um, but nine attempts, that's painful if you're rostering those guys now, right? I think it's been uh, it's been like that all year for me. Mm -hmm. um, like, again, I don't have much exposure to the Titans anyway, but it's, it's bad. Willis coming in hurt it a bit more yeah. than Tannehill, I guess. I, I, yeah, I don't think it really matters. Obviously, they're not going to throw with Willis as much as they would Tannehill, but I don't think it really matters. I, this this team is Derek Henry. Just give Derek Henry the ball. Um, yeah. He makes me look like an idiot idiot every year now. Um, I, I I fade him every year because I'm just waiting for this cliff like to go, and he yeah. just, he makes me look like an idiot every year. And um, he's and he's coming into Derek Henry season where defensive lines and linebackers are starting to get tired. They're starting to get bruised up. And this is where Derrick Henry now really starts to excel. He's had a slow start to the season. He does a lot of seasons, if you look back, barring the odd game here and there. It's now where teams are getting tired and run down and he will just start running through them now. 
Uh, yeah, I, I um, I think your trade window for Derek Henry is gone. Yep. Uh, if you if you wanted to try and trade him, you should have done that earlier in the season. Um, it's hilly. You might find someone out there who will take a JT for a Derek Henry steal and redraft, and I'd be all up for taking Derek Henry in that deal. Yeah, oh yeah, I would smash <laughs> to be doing that myself. Um, it's it's Hilliard, Hilliard's the backup, isn't he? For Dontrell, yeah, Dontrell Hilliard, yeah. yeah. He was starting the season really well. We had a couple of yeah, so he touchdowns. started seeing some work yesterday a bit more. Again, I would go and pick him up if he's available. Yep, he's another one of them within that Zamir Wyatt, Rashad Wyatt, and all within that sort of club. I would definitely be going to pick him up because, like the 49ers, the Titans' DNA is to run the ball. They want to run yep. the ball down your throat. Yep. So go and pick him up. Awesome. Uh, finally, Indianapolis, Sam Erlinger. Was a fair debut, to be honest with you. Um, not too much of note, not too much to worry about. Um, the one note we've got on here is to keep an eye on tight end. Is it Carl Granson? Yeah, I, I mentioned to you, I think, didn't I? That's mm. about Carl Granson that he played with Ellen Ellinger in college. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, watch out together for them to. I mean, their tight end room's a bit of a mess anyway for the Colts. So that is. Yeah, Murray Cox. I would be doing that in deeper leagues, I think. I don't yeah. think that's something I'd be going to do in like your normal sort of 12-team redraft league. No, I don't, I don't think it's probably not needed. worth it for me, but in deeper leagues, most certainly. Yeah. Um, so week eight injuries of note. I guess the big one is, is Cooper Cup. Uh, ankle injury, McVeigh blamed himself. He didn't say he needs to be on the field for the play that he actually done it in. Um, but I think he is hopeful he's back against the Bucks next weekend. I'm hoping he isn't. <laughs> with, with all my heart and brain because uh, the Bucks need something to go their way right now and Cooper Cup not being on the field would be a huge help to them yeah. uh, as, as a Mark your DFS guy told me the other day um, death taxes in Cooper Cup <laughs> it's, um, it's guaranteed it's guaranteed he's um, he's elite and yeah I, I hope he's back sooner rather than later um, yeah. you, you want to see the best players playing in the league and yeah, I mean he's just Switched elite down. He can come back the week after. No problem with that at all. <laughs> um, mind you, I've got a lot of wide receiver heavy teams that I drafted this year that have already lost Chase. They've already lost Debo. And some of them have Cooper Cup in it as well. And if I lose them free, yeah. I've got nothing. <laughs> I'm really happy. You can go and pick up uh, Ben Scron Scronic off uh, waivers if you want. As the, oh. um, that might be well, your Van option. Jefferson's back. So, um, yeah. Uh, no, I'll pass. Yeah, no Van Jefferson's back. Took me up a big fat zero on DFS. <laughs> he did. <laughs> He'll <laughs> he'll he'll boom against the Bucks next week. Yeah. Don't you worry about that. It's, it's a cert. Um, Mark Ingram left the game with a knee injury for the Saints. It, it didn't matter in the game because it was Alvin Kamara's show. We spoke about that already. But um, if you've got Mark Ingram, you're probably not going to start him anyway at this stage. So I wouldn't worry too much. Zamir White. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go and see what Zamir White's ownership is in redraft in a second. Uh, Devontae Parker injured his knee on the first play of the game. Uh, remains to be seen how that is. Christian Watson injured again for the Packers, got a concussion. So keep an eye on how he comes with the protocol. Concussion this year. Huh? Is that his second concussion yeah. this year? Yeah, it is. That's a risky one. Yeah. Um, Irv Smith, we mentioned earlier, um, high ankle sprain. So that'd be a good few weeks. Uh, and Richie James got a concussion as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, off of his two fumbles that cost the Giants that game. I'm not bitter about it at all, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he got he got a concussion, but he was predominantly just playing on special teams. So um, Right. Yeah. That's really good if you get concussed in special teams, right? 
Well, yeah, but he did fumble the ball twice, so um, <laughs> and cost us the game. <laughs> Fair. Uh, other players then that missed week eight. Corey Davis, don't know. Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry, are these two ever going to suit up again? I mean, my, we talked about Brian Robinson, right? Missed four games with gunshot wounds and Michael Thomas yeah. has missed a season and a half now with a toe injury. Yeah, I've, I mean... It's a lot in the head more than a body, right? I don't really think it matters if they do return, though. I think Chris Olave is the alpha wide receiver one on that team. I think he is. I think, actually, Chris Olave's production would be incredibly helped by... Jarvis Landry more than Michael Thomas. I think that slot receiver yeah. underneath guy would really help Chris Olave yep. out a little bit. But um, yeah, again, I don't think there's a big deal with either of them to be had there. Um, who else? Miss Darren Waller, we spoke about. Don't matter, drop him. Tuba Hubbard, if he comes back, pick him up. Yep. James Connor, hit and miss. You know, Benjamin's done okay in his absence. Um, Connor's probably going to come back into the league role when he does come back, but he's always bound to miss time. Zeke. You know that you know that when you're drafting him at the end of the day. That's James Connor. Yeah, of course you do. Yeah, of course you do. Uh, Zeke's another one who we've always liked him in Murph because of his durability and his lack of injuries that he has had. He's always been an RB1. Last year was a prime example based on the fact that he never missed games and everybody other running back did. Um, he's now missing games, so it remains to be seen how long that is. Uh, and if he even has a job to come back to, I guess if it's down to Jerry Jones, he will. Um Tannehill, if he comes back, I reckon he goes back into start after the performance from Malik Willis. There's nothing exceptional there to keep him out. Uh, Jahan Dotson, another one has been in and out this season. Debo Samuel's going to miss, I think it's three to four weeks. Jamar Chase is going to miss three to four weeks. Uh, Daniel Bellinger, that's a shame because he's started to grow into this season, right? Yeah, I mean, the Giants really missed him yesterday. Um, he's a fantastic run blocker, Daniel Bellinger, mm. as well. Um, I know that doesn't really help for fantasy, but um, he, he, two points to block it. it it kind of does help for fantasy because if you're a Saquon Barkley owner, it really helps you out. But um, yeah, he's, he's a fantastic little run blocker. You see him work in the receiving game as well. It's such a shame. It was a horrible, horrible oh, injury. It's his eye socket um, or something, right? Yeah. I don't know how it wasn't flagged. I really don't know how this was. The guy has obviously got his hand in the visor and ripped his eye basically out. Um, I don't how, I do not know how it was not flagged. Um but anyway, that's that's another argument for another day. But he's going to be out for four to six weeks, I'd say, at least. Wow. And some players this week that did play, well, despite injury, one of them, Van Jefferson, we mentioned, come back, didn't do nothing. Logan Thomas, very similar. Eamon Ross and Brown came back and even in a big high-scoring game was pretty ineffective in that game. But I'd expect him to yeah. pick up his normal sort of return fairly recently. Uh, and DK Metcalf. Very surprised to see DK Metcalf out there. Um, catches, catches a touchdown in the end zone as well. Wide open. They did. I don't know how you yeah. let someone that big wide open, but they did. <laughs> no, they did. And, um, you know, I guess on that, you can probably play him moving forward. I mean, I was hoping he was going to be injured long term through Munich. Bucks didn't have to play him. Not that I wish injury on anybody, obviously, but Zemi um, and White to let you know. How, what do you think his ownership is? Redraft on Sleeper? 40%. 11. Oh, wow. I didn't think it'd be that low. Right, I'm going to go. That was the most camp I've ever seen you, Jack, in all oh, our wow. time knowing each other. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's got me excited then. So I'm just going to um, go through every league now that I No, I can get, I can tell you now, I can guarantee that you will not be available in any league that I play in. <laughs> Zemir White is 11% owned, 1% started, which is also really concerning. 
<laughs> yeah, a lot of them have just got to be dead leagues, haven't they? Where people, yeah. people just set them up and they just become dead leagues over. over Tuba Hubbard's just over fifty percent, fifty-six percent for Tuba Hubbard. So there's a few out there that have dropped him. Yep. Um, who else did we mention? Rashad White, perhaps at the Bucks, is starting to get a bigger role in there. Forty-seven, so he's under fifty percent owned. Uh, mentioned Dolchich as well. I don't know what his ownership's at at the minute. Greg Dolchich at the minute is 46 so again less than 50 percent yeah. so these guys are out there um he quick dosage of 46 and i bet darren wallace it's at 100 right 93 must yeah, be dead leagues <laughs> this is it darren waller 93 percent rostered 29 percent started that tells you the problem with darren waller drop him make him someone else's problem yep indeed um Jack, anything else you want to run through, cover, discuss, tell us who you are, where we can find you. I know you're a big regular person on the show, and I doubt there's many listening that don't know you, but please. You got something new come out, actually, didn't you, recently? New? Did you have something new? We had a new show. I I did my articles. I (laughs) I did my DFS articles. I swear you had a new show out. Oh, no. So, yeah, well, it's not. Or rebranded. It's not a rebrand either. Um, oh, okay, it, sorry. It, it, we're just basically doing a bit of fun. Um, three grumpy blokes. Um, anyone that knows me knows. You nick and Mark probably. Mark is willing to come on at some point. So um, okay. yeah, we're, we're all be on that together at some point as well. But yeah, just we talk about sports, like mainly NFL. But you know, I touched in a bit of golf. I like a bit of golf as well. We spoke yep. about a bit of rugby as well this week. It was really weird. Um, just three blokes moaning. So you can catch that on my Twitter handle at Jack Humphrey DFS. And all of my DFS work can be found at touchdowntips.com. I have my week nine article out at the end of the week. Um, can't believe we're at week nine already. It's um, going yeah, so fast. I'm um, going to win the Millie Maker this week, I've decided. <laughs> well, I was just going to say before we do leave, uh, well done, Nick, who, if anyone knows, won the Ashes contest, $1,000 this week. So, um, well done, Nick. It's nice to see people we know pick up wins like that. Um, yep. Nick plays a lot of DFS and is he knows what he's talking about and it paid its rewards for him this week. I taught him everything he knows. But yeah, um, <laughs> congratulations, Nick. Um, um, I'm really, I'm really happy for him. Awesome. Uh, Jack, so thanks for joining me. Uh, we're going to sign off, leave it there. Um, I'm sure we'll... <laughs> Probably speaking about half hour now, me and you. Yeah, Um, Guys, thanks for listening. And hopefully I'll be back with a big man himself next week. And we'll look at week nine. Cheers, guys. Cheers. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.